0: Warning the following program contains World Premier's Certified Ball Players incredible interviews. Latest hottest content material may not be suitable for people with the following medical condition original phobia. Acute player hater disorder. No jumper. No handles. Allergic to playing defense. If you suffer from any of these conditions, contact your coaching staff. The license to ball podcast where certified ballers play and now here's your host hip-hop
1: thanks for joining us i'm hip-hop jerome we're gonna be covering that battle in the peach event i don't know why i thought it was about the battle of the peach the battle in the peach
2: battle in the peach
1: hmm. I'm trying to make it my own way of saying it I tell you those double trouble twins man they something else they are some trouble they were they doing a lot of things in Atlanta man big in a good way in a lot of trouble in a good way doing a lot of things big time things I never seen it coming with those two
2: well I, I you know I did I um uh, talked to those guys a lot and um uh... You know, they, they get some advice from me on, on a lot of occasions. And, um, <clears throat> um, can you hear me good?
1: Yeah, I can hear you real good, man.
2: Okay. I know we got that background music. But, um, you know, they they good. they good people, man. And so it's hard not to like them. They're good people. Uh, They're going to work hard. And you know, what I mean, they they work well together. So I'm just glad to see this. Says, <coughs> that they don't. <died. coughs> Excuse me.
1: Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I just see, man, they just grown so much, and they they doing things I think other people are gonna do. Like have they have some entertainment there. I ain't know who the guy was, but the guy's talented, man. He's real talent. I forgot the guy's name. He's real talented. You know they yeah the giving out stuff the,
2: guy, the drum guy yeah Well, I, I, I've seen it before <clears throat> so it's not nothing new but it's good to see it again I remember uh, Ryan had a halftime performance and um, it was pretty good And this guy was pretty good too so I mean they, they're definitely thinking outside the box and that's how you have to do to be successful yep
1: Yeah, had a lot of media there man really a lot of media man so, man, we're gonna dive into it. We're gonna go and give our summary breakdown, then we'll go more in depth when we come back from break on this yeah. Wheel of Columbus game, the final finale. But before we go in that game, it's one thing I noticed that I hope people are picking up on this. You have the main event game. And of course, you want the main event game to be covered hard because it's the main event game and it's the best game. But I was thinking. The main event game shouldn't be the last game because like everybody ready to go at the end and it's not getting it's attention that it need because it's it's a gauntlet people there from nine o'clock in the morning or four o'clock and it'd be that last game and usually be behind I think the main game should be the second from last game where you get is really attention on it that's what I was thinking I don't know how you feel uh, about I that mean...
2: It, no, it has to be the last game because if you put it the second to last game, everybody been on left before the last game. Um, but the thing is, is that the last game need to be a little sooner than nine o'clock, though. But I'm thinking like it has to be the last game because the anticipation and it was pretty dope crowd that last game too. Um, I just feel like you don't want to wait too late at to nine o'clock. But also, I think they do a good job of putting it in the last game. Because if you got something to do early, you can go ahead and do it, and then you uh-huh. can still make the game. So, I mean, you know, to each his own. But I think I think there's nothing wrong with having it in the last game. It's kind of like, you know, the uh, what they call it when you a uh, headliner, the headliner. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Of show. Um, show. Yeah, you got people that go out before you, and then you know, you come in and, and headline that thing. But no, I thought it was good.
1: Yep, the game, man, those Boozer Twins, man, 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 those Boozer Twins, man. What's going on with your, your recap of that game, man?
2: First of all, <clears throat> the Boozer Twins I played at the Off Classic the last two years, and people didn't even notice. And it's like, now they're noticing because they're getting a little older, but they've been doing that for a while now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they've really been kicking butts for a while. And so, I just I, for me, I just knew like, Columbus was gonna win that game, based off, you know, knowing the coach and knowing how he runs stuff and knowing how well the team played together, uh, and being that, that, that the chemistry was so good, it was gonna be hard to beat those boys. You know what I'm saying? And you know, because Cam is so good, they look at Caden, man, and Caden had a, a monster game
1: you sure Kayden did looked
2: like the best best point guard on the floor even though Isaiah number one point guard in 2023 number one player in 2023 um, t- to me Kaden looked like the best player on the floor uh, best point guard on the floor that night um, and he ended up with like 26 28 points um, just played really well man really well
1: <clears throat> yep yeah, what I what I noticed from Wheeler and that's an out of state team so you have to factor that in if they can't consistently make shots from the outside, and then got one guy really consistent making shots from the outside, they're gonna be in a world of trouble. That's what I noticed in the game. That's the big difference. All these other stuff happened, but I think it happened because of that. Caused a lot of other problems yeah. by not doing that. But when we get yeah, back, but to... I think <clears throat> oh, you're
2: going to break our yeah.
1: We're gonna go to, we're gonna go to we're gonna plug in some other stuff, and then we come back. We will go deep down in that. On best guard, key plays, who won the bank, top performer, we're gonna go and all it, gonna go into all that stuff when we get back from break. All
3: right. Hoop Hustlers' number one platform for grassroots basketball, college coaches, scouting reports. We rank the top teams and top players. Keep up with all the circuits in one place. Go check out hoophustlers.com. Battle in the Peach took place at Wheeler on Friday. St. Ampicelli lost Friday's game against Westlake 50-48. DeAndrea Lindsay leads Knoxville Catholic with 7 points and 10 rebounds. First loss of the season for Knoxville Catholic. Grovetown lost Friday against Columbus, Miami, Florida, 81-55. Kansas State commit Die Die Ames leads Kenwood with 9 points. Knoxville Catholic lost Friday's neutral non-conference game against Kenwood 58-47. Dutchtown lost Saturday against South Gwinnett 50-44. Westside won Saturday against Shiloh 76-73. Westlake came back, beat Riverwood 63-53. Rodriguez Rouse, 23 points, led all scorers. Westlake came back, beat Riverwood 63-53. Knoxville Catholic ran away with the game from the jump. Beating Mount Pisgah, Christian 71-46. DeAndrea Lindsay led them with 14 points, while freshman Cade Murphy added 12 as well. Lovett won a close one against Kenwood 74-67. This Kenwood first loss of the season. This is the JimRatInsider.com report.
1: With Christian Anderson, flirting with a triple-double. Gang went down to the wire, man. You, wanna, you win this game, man. Close close game going to battle the point guards right there. How was that?
4: Uh, it was a dogfight. We knew it was going to be a dogfight before we even walked in. Uh, Chicago team, uh, we wanted to prove that uh, we could hang with them.
1: That's going to be a taste of the Big Ten, how they, how they play up. They play real physical and tough nose on that. The game, you, y'all had, they had the lead, and it looked like they just run away with the game, and then y'all just came back and got on that run. Let's talk about that run.
4: Yeah, so uh, halftime, I think we were down uh, during halftime huddle. We just talked about how we needed to box out, play defense, play how we usually practice, and we came out uh, trying to prove a point. Uh, it wasn't just me but my teammates also, making shots, making the right plays, locking up on defense, everything we needed to do, so we came out with the win.
1: How do you have so much confidence in your teammates? Because they make a lot of shots, they playing well, but how do you have so much confidence in them?
4: Well, it's, it's the way we practice. Uh, we come out every single day. Uh, trying to get better, trying to prove that we're one of the best teams in Georgia. Uh, people usually say uh, it's a one-man team. I-, I do all the scoring. I do everything. But my teammates step up every night looking to prove a point for themselves.
5: All right.
1: Thank you, man.
4: Appreciate it. Nice.
5: License to Ball is participating in an exciting new weekly giveaway, our social media raffle. All you have to do like share, follow us on social media, any platform with hashtag LB show, and you'll be entered to win a free chick fillet sandwich. It's easy, just like share, or follow us on social media, any platform with hashtag LB show, and you'll be entered to win a free chick fillet sandwich.
0: This is Coach Garner from North Gwinnett,
5: and you're listening to License to Ball. This is Deontay Baz from Los Uh Forest, and you are listening to License to Ball.
2: This is Frankie Menino, a DC Premier. This is Licensed to Ball podcast. This is Cameron Ward, and you are listening to
0: Licensed to Ball podcast. You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast Licensed to Ball where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial. (laughs) Who am I kidding? This is the Internet Keep Rocking with Licensed to Ball. And now back with your host, Hip Hop.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Had a little Christian Anderson going in the outro out there. Had a plug in his interview. Got doing big things, flirting with triple doubles. Man, that kid's insane, man.
2: Yeah, really good kid. Been <clears throat> watching Chris play for a while now. Uh, struggled a little bit early, um, and then, you know, he got, he got it going. So, But it's hard because, you know, the, everybody's looking for him to uh, score the ball, and so he get double, triple team. And you know, it's going to have some type of an effect, but not enough to slow him down completely, but they try their best to slow him down. So this was a huge test, test for Krishna. And you know, he, I think he prevailed and the team prevailed and they number 22 on their team, man. Uh, not, to, not to be, you know what I'm saying? Dismissed, man. He really, he really, really showed up, man. Like, and, and I was tell, talking to his dad. And I was like, man, you know, normally, and I'm gonna keep it, you know, keep it just funky with you. Like Chicago bars coming down. Normally, normally a lot of white bars are, are scattered by that. You know what I'm saying? Or yep. kind of shocked by that. But man, they didn't back down. Man, they they kind of stood up in them guys' face and, and took care of business.
1: Yeah, the kid is um, Kyle Walters. The kid you' are talking about, a senior. Yeah, man. Yeah, so he played. Whew. He had a fadeaway three two times on him.
2: Looked it good, man. Looked it good, man. Whenever a bucket needed to be made, he made it. Just um, played well on a big stage, and that's a lot to say
1: about the kid, man.
2: Yeah, um, Kyle Walters, man. congratulations, did a good, a great job.
1: So let's dive back into this. Will the Columbus game made event? Man, what are some key plays in that game that got Columbus that win?
2: Well, I mean, you, you can't you'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Boozer Twins, man. Like, I just want to just, I don't think, you know, the podcast can do it justice. I don't think, you know, how much we talk about it can do it justice. You just literally got to see these two perform. Not just this, these two, but this team perform. And I even told somebody today, man, I might have to – I ain't been out to watch basketball in other states in a minute, man. I
1: might, I might have to follow this team. <laughs> Bro, like, you were at my mind.
2: Like, I might have to follow this team. You know what I'm saying? Because Big Boozer, I I mean, you can't name one shot that hit the rim. Every shot that he took did not hit the rim. It went straight in. Like, no rim. I and mean, he shot a big three <clears throat> over there by their bench. <clears throat> that was NBA range. And nothing but net. Then one time at the end of the quarter, he dribbling against AP. He know he had to get to his spot. He get to his baseline and his spot fades away. Nothing but net. I mean, the way that they play. And then here's the best part about it. Me and April Sykes sat. I sat by April. And we just talked about the, the best part of their whole entire game is they're stoic. They motion do not change. I don't care what you do to them, they just stay flat line and they and they take care of business, man. It was just super amazing to see it in action and for them to play on a high level. Caden Boozer had 28 points, 26, 28 points, and he's always overshadowed by his brother. Yep. It was good to see Caden do that. And I must go on record and say this. They say Cameron Boozer is a pro. I would go on record and say Caden Boozer is a pro too. And the way that he plays basketball as a sophomore, I can't wait to see him in two years and follow these guys in their future.
1: At his trajectory, I can't disagree with you all because he got two more years. And there's a guy named Ayo Sumu who played for the Chicago Bulls. I underestimate him. He taught me a lot about basketball. If you have the size and the mental capacity and know how to play the game, you can make it far. In the, you can make it far in basketball and make the lead, so that anybody and he has, in some ways, more talent than you could say in at a high school level that I able to assume Suma had at a high school level. So I can see why you say that, and I don't disagree at all. Man, those two dudes. I'm wondering. I'm just looking at them. This is what I'm thinking. I'm seeing how they play. I'm like, are right, these two dudes a package deal? That's what I'm thinking. Cause these dudes, are, these dudes yeah. bad. They yeah, bad. I,
2: mean, I think they. I think they're a package deal. And, and if I'm a coach, I'm trying to get that package deal because, people, <laughs> yes. like I say, Cameron Cameron is so good that people overlook Caden. Yep. And I'm telling you, like, if you know basketball and you watch Kaden play basketball, he's a pro. He, the way he uses his body, the way he slows things down, how, how sneaky, explosive, and, and athletic he is, and when the shot needs to be made. Now, mind you, let's not get this twisted. He's a sophomore going against the number one player in the country in 2023. Yep. And he came out bright. He the one came out bright. Yep. He was going against the number one player. Like, Caden had 26 points against him, 28 points against him. And so, like, people can't look past him and say, okay, straight to Cam. Now, God God bless Cam. Cam just got it all. He got the height. He got it all. But I'm telling you, Caden Boozer is right down there. And, and we're going
5: to be talking about him a long time.
1: Because, I love it. I'm glad we got two uh, more years with him, man. I'm so happy because I'm just getting back off, off my vacation with this basketball. I'm happy I got two years with him to catch up on some of this stuff. So is it safe to say, not for the year, just for that game, that night, Caden Boozer was the best guard on the court?
2: Easy.
1: I, I agree. Easy. I agree. And easy. I'm going to chime on that. And one thing I'm going to say, I'm going to move to the number one player in the country at guard Isaiah Carlier, he shoots the ball well, but one thing I saw that I, I like to see when a player's in a jam, I want to know what he goes to. And when they was in a jam, when they needed something, he's more comfortable trying to get back in the game is taking it to the basket, getting into the lane. He didn't rely yeah, on his and, shot. Yeah,
2: because he he's not too comfortable with his shot. I know he, we know he can make it but he's not too comfortable with the shot, and it it, it was on full display at the free throw line. Um, He missed some key free throws. Um, And, you know, for Zay to go to that next level, I think everybody thinks Zay is a pro, which, you know, I could kind of go on record and say that he's a pro too, but I think that's most important for him to be effective as a pro or anybody to that level. He has to develop a uh, consistent mid-range jumper
1: that he can
2: hit consistently. If he yes, does that, yes, you know what I'm saying. It, it's that's perfectly fine. Yes, but I see Zay. He went down here every time he needed a bucket. He'll go down here an you know I mean? and he was getting them too, and he was getting them. Yeah, it,
1: yeah. I I think this is what I'm gonna say, and there's no knock on the, on the brother's game because we like his game. We we all know we like his game. Having a consistent jump shot is between the difference between a lottery pick and being late. First round or early second round, we all notice the difference he, in the jump shot.
2: Yep,
1: there's different zeros on the check. Just working on your right. jump shot. So you you, right. you basically plan well how much money you gonna get?
2: Right. Yeah, I, I don't think that Zay don't work on it. Zay work definitely works on yep. the jump shot because I see him in the gym. So
1: now you could tell you can look at his whole overall on. body and his game. Then the one thing he played more minutes than he normally played and it looked like he was gasping for air a little bit in that game. Trying to keep yeah, his I mean, team in
2: he he, he he plays hard. Yep. And, and the fact that he plays so hard, you know, he is spending a lot of energy, man. And, and it just, it would be great, like, if he had somebody to spill him a couple times.
1: Yes. But, you know what I'm saying? He
2: sat down one time, I promise you. When he sat down, he took one drink of water and he was right back in the game.
1: Yep. And he showed good leadership to me because when they already got a tech. When AP got attacked, what's the guy in Hamilton? Hamilton is about to do something. He grabbed him and and removed him from the situation, so he couldn't get attacked I don't know too yeah, many people picked because, up on it. That's great.
2: Yeah, but but also the last two games, Isaiah done got he done got a little heated. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And see which i was telling april i said i want a kid like that because you want somebody to care enough about the game where they kind of get emotional but it's also it's a lot left to be desired when you see people like Kaden and cameron boozer who's so stoic and no matter what you do to them they face your expression don't change and they could they, they they just probe. you know what i'm saying like like just the way they act and go about their business you know what i'm saying it's like. Okay, on to the next play. We gotta execute. On to the next play. Now I don't know if you noticed when they found him at the end. He missed that first free throw. That second free throw, the net didn't even move.
1: <laughs> I was probably looking you know, to see like, what my kid was doing at that time, to be honest. But I had to. I, right. I got to constantly look back and forth while I'm recording right. the game and trying to break down the game and see what my what my son is. So I probably I can't kid remember saying. I remember saying that.
2: No, nah, the net didn't even move, man. But I think it was a couple bad calls in that. I think the tech was definitely a bad call. Yeah, it's speed. emotional. He, I mean, yeah, it's, he got in the way of that. Game. Yeah, it's emotional again. So I think that was a bad call. Um, and it was a cut, lot of touch foul that was going on. Yep. Um,
1: very inconsistent.
2: Very inconsistent. So, you know, but I think it was a high level game. But we can't be remiss. You know and I'm saying we're not leaving this Wheeler game without talking about Jelani Hamilton uh, oh jelani my Heldon.
1: god yes 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 came yes off. yes
2: and he played his ass off listen i ain't never seen jelani play that good in my life i talked to him the day before i said Jelani, look you gotta be ready man he said i'm ready I, He he's like there's gonna be some energy when i tell you he came out defense i mean look if i'm a college coach and i'm looking at like i'm looking at their game i'm like who is number 10. yep right yeah because he just his he defense, kept on the game man, his hand was on the ball every time. He was coming through, he was shooting the ball well, dunking the ball, cut to the basket. Man, big ups to Jelani Hamilton, man. Iowa State, you got a good one coming to you.
1: They got a steal. Um,
2: but yeah,
1: I was looking at it, and I don't mean to cut you up, but I was looking at it and saying, this kid's better than advertised.
2: Yeah, I think he's getting better. I just yep. think he's getting better, and he he get to a place where he feels comfortable. He feel comfortable at Wheeler. And Larry do a good job of making those kids feel comfortable. Man, that's why so many people want to play at Wheeler, because he do a great job of making those kids feel comfortable. And I think Jelani feels comfortable where he at. Now, um, I had a, I had somebody just tap me on the shoulder and was like, where number 10 going to school at? I told him <laughs> I stay. He said, "Nah, man, tell him to come to Carolina you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like, 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 like. And, and you know they tapped in with carolina so mm-hmm. like he's like nah tell him to come to carolina say man i think he sold for our state because he got people in iowa but like you know he played that well man well even yep. carolina people like we, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll love to have this kid play so uh johnny played his ass off ap played his ass off up until when he got in fire trouble, man. And I think that kind of messed him up a little bit. And, yeah, and his game changed. Him. I
1: was going to say something about yeah. it. I couldn't figure out exactly what it was, but he didn't seem himself. And it's like the length was getting to him a little bit, too.
2: No, I think the first half, he was killing it. Like, you know, he he shot that little jump, that, that uh, mid-range jump. Um, he shot that joint. It was going in, and then he got in foul trouble. And I said this yesterday. I see. Okay, that makes
1: sense. A P gonna rest in get this. in
2: foul trouble. Yeah, AP gonna get in foul trouble or Cameron gonna get in foul trouble. Everybody said, Yeah, Cameron is just so smart that he know how to play with the whole fouls. And you've seen that because Cam got in foul trouble first. He got two fouls early on. They sat him down, brought in number five, who played well in his absence. And then AP got in foul trouble late, and it's not the same, it's a little more of a drop off the people coming in for AP
1: then the people coming in for Cam you got to remember Cam's dad is a pro I never see him in the games if he had the games he he's in a disguise but you got to understand Well, viewers got to understand we look at this kid and he's young we, we keep forgetting that he has a bloodline and then he, he has that tap on the shoulder and I'm I'm pretty sure his dad is addressing that game with him on a daily basis because you could tell how they play they so mature, game and like mm. his son, the, the point guard Caden is. He's crafty and he understands when to take over, when to pass the ball, and and not even who pass the ball, who to pass the ball to at the situations. And a lot of people don't pick up on that, and that's very crucial for a point guard. Just don't get the ball to anybody in certain situations. He get the ball to the right person.
2: Yeah, and not only that, I don't know if you've seen this man. He threw an alley-oop. It was like a baseball pad. It when not even had no air on it. Man, Cam came and cut it out the sky and still dumped it. I'm like, listen, listen, listen. I've been watching basketball, high school basketball for a long time. It's been a while since i seen players like that, like a team like that and players like that. It's been a while. And we, got, we keep forgetting they're only sophomores.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
2: They're uh-huh. only sophomore.
1: Man, they gonna so be So you got two man. more years of that now, man. Yep. So we come back from break, man, we're gonna talk about this Ken Wood, love your game. We can't we'd be remiss if we don't talk about Chris Anderson, man. A kid like that, got eyes in the back of his head. Man.
5: License to Ball is participating in an exciting new weekly giveaway our social media raffle. All you have to do like share, follow us on social media, any platform with hashtag LB show, and you'll be entered to win a free chick fillet sandwich. It's easy, just like share, or follow us on social media, any platform with hashtag LB show, and you'll be entered to win a free chick fillet sandwich.
0: This is Coach Garner from
5: North Gwinnett, and you're listening to License to Ball. This is Deontay Baz from Los Forest, and you are listening to License to Ball.
2: This is Frankie Menino, a D.C. Premier. This is Licensed to Ball podcast. This is Cameron Ward, and you are listening to Licensed to Ball podcast.
0: You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast Licensed to Ball where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial. (laughs) Who am I kidding? This is the Internet Keep Rocking with Licensed to Ball, and now back with your host, Hip Hop.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. You listen to License the Ball Podcast. I'm Hip Hop and Jerome. Two of the yes, sir. media guys around here. We responsible for I'm responsible for Jim Rat Insider and he's hoop hustler. So I'm quite sure you've seen our stuff on online before.
2: Yes, sir. And everything. I know I'm at uh hoop hustlers on all platforms. Uh, and also one of the indie uh the chip hop classic which was formerly the Ender Hoops Tip-Off Classic, but it's uh the Tip-Off Classic, and uh, you can follow us at, at the Tip-Off Classic.
1: Most definitely. Now, that's really, that's kind of battle the point guards in that kenwood Lovett game, really, man. Yeah, I
2: mean, number four, uh, he was kind of off a little bit, and and, and Chris had a late start, too, but he's so crafty and like was able to get so many people involved. He was able to wait it out till he got himself going, and I thought that was amazing coming from the park our position because, you know, so when some people are down or they not doing their best, you know, they they tend to go down with it. But he kept he kept it going, um, and got people involved and people made plays.
1: Yep, number four going to Kansas State. Okay, I'm not sure that he he. I think he go by like. I don't even want to kill his name, like D.D., something like that.
2: Yeah, Darren Grounds or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I heard a nickname oh. from this They was yelling out for him. But he, oh, okay. he, it took him to the third quarter. I don't know if he stayed. or He he, got on Instagram, look at some of the Atlanta women, and snuck out. It looked like he took him to the third quarter to get out. like He went on uh, checking out Atlanta. This is his first time being in Atlanta. He wanted to check it out. He like he was dragging for th- three and a half quarters, and Mike dug in that butt, and then he got the, he got it together a little bit. But I can see they got yeah, him a good then, one, though.
2: Yeah, and then you know that's that was their first loss, so yeah, uh, love it, love it, love it. And then we're talking about love it, what a little, uh, smaller school here in Georgia. But yeah. his name is Darian Ames, Dar- Darian Ames. So, um, but the game i'm gonna tell you like i think this will change the game what changed the game when number four got a tech, and then because they was up probably about close to 10 at that point and number four gets a tech. i don't know what he said or did but he got a tech, and then the coach get a tech right yeah, after
1: mike, that ervin yeah. mike irvin that's and from so, the mike the, the mac urban fire mike irvin got, got it he got a tech.
2: And so the whole game changed after that. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so the whole game kind of changed after that. And then, you know, Christian Anderson got it going. And then when she got it going, you know what time it was.
1: Yep. It's another kid on 18 too, man. He's real quick and like a jitterbug. And that's Tyler Smith one of Kenwood. Mm -hmm. He held it down while, while Ayers was in foul trouble and sitting on the bench. But he... Tyler held it down, man, he held it down. And time I think break.
2: they went away, that they, they, they rotation changed too, like uh, I think a lot of kids were playing well in the first half and then you really didn't see them late and then they tried to put, bring them in at the end but it was too late, like um, <clears throat> Ryan Ambrose, uh, Isaiah Green, like a couple of those guys didn't get in until late, And but you know, I just I just say that Love it them uh from the top to the bottom. You know what I mean? Like you expect those guys to be scooped. They stood nose to nose with these guys. They, they they rebounded, they boxed out, they did everything they supposed to do, made the open baskets. Uh man, I was just so impressed with how they played, especially going against a team that's, you know, obviously from Chicago and and, and really make their name off being tough, you know what I
1: mean? Yep. Whoever well, listen to this podcast, I'm from the Southside Chicago. That school not too far from where I live, and I saw some love it coaches, tagging them, on them after the game. That's not wise to do to some Chicago people. They see, man, re- you, they see
2: right. I mean, man, that's what I'm saying. Like, and people gotta understand. Like, we living in a different time now. People be waiting on you to walk to your car, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just you know, if you're gonna win, win. You know, especially if you don't know the people, man, that's why, you know, it's a lot of fights going viral, like in basketball games with some referees or uh, people jumping out the stands or whatever the situation may have you, man. But listen, man, win, talk your smack, but, but don't don't get too personal and get all into people business like that, man. Because At one point, the whole team started walking over there to the chair. Yeah, they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm yes, like, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah.
1: I have seen it. That's why I live down here, because... Before the age of fifteen, I probably was in fifty fights, just to just to protect myself in Chicago. It's no joke. Fights is just like an argument up there. Like you, you might be in the gas station, and say "f you" and walk off. In Chicago, swinging on each other and walk away at the, and, and nobody win the fight and each other get back in the car. That is normal in Chicago. That it won't. It, yeah. They won't blink a eye. So I couldn't believe that coach jumped in his face. I'm like hey, he been need a team because the parents come out the stands and they oh, don't
2: I care. It's it just that's just the way of life. So you know, what I mean, people gotta hold it cool, man. It's okay. We just like we take losses. I mean, wins. We gotta take losses the same way. You know what I'm saying? They can't be. It can't be overly jealous because you know you are gonna have your day too. Everybody's gonna have their day. Yep. So it's how you approach your day, man. Because if you have that day when you winning and you boasting and bragging and you all in people's faces, and shit, they gonna come back to you. You know yep. what I'm saying? And So
1: they beat a they good team, team.
2: just like you take the team hell,
1: huh? What they, they, they need to understand, they beat a good team on on a bad night. Not saying they couldn't beat them on a good night, but that's what an that assistant coach, that woman, his head coach was doing it a little bit too. He was yelling. I saw him yelling, and it was hilarious to me. I started laughing, and I turned around. And some Canwood people that not think it was funny. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well we just yeah, gotta keep it on the court. I don't, I don't believe in bad night. You got they gotta play every night. <laughs> you got a game. No, I'm just saying for real, cause look, you gotta think in NCAA, you have a bad night. You out you out of the NCAA, you on the tournament.
1: Yes, so you can't definitely.
2: sit here and say, you know what I'm saying, like, hey, if Boozy them would have had a bad night last night, they would they, it wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about you. Yes. You sir. know what I'm saying? And that's why I call average, it's what you average, it's what you do consistently, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, they knew they had to the show up. I and mean, that's why I love how they approach the game. I guarantee you, you couldn't talk to the boozers before the game. I don't try it before. We tried to interview the kids before the game. And he said, nah, I can't give you an interview right now, I'm locked in. <laughs> I ain't never heard that from a, I'm a, from a 14 year old. I ain't never heard <laughs> that in my life from a 14 year old. I love. And then it. came out the game and did the interview.
1: I'll, oh, but, that's, that, that's that's tough
2: right there, man. That's tough. Man, listen, listen, man. Locked in. So it's how they approach the game. But like you said, they got a professional father that played the game. So he truly understands it and know how to give that information to the bottom people. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, um, you know what I mean? I think CC plays a lot with their mom, man. Like, she plays a lot into what they do and how they conduct themselves and stuff like that. So, I mean, and anybody know the situation Know CC handled a lot of the business part of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when it comes down to CeCe is very highly involved and I respect what she does. You know what I'm saying? I respect uh, the mom she is and how she handled the situation because you got to think dealing with having those type of kids, especially when you're talking about um, having a, a professional celebrity as a dad, having those type of kids, you can be two ways. You can be a super asshole about it. Or you can be understanding and super cool about it. And for the most part, she's super cool about it. And she know how, she know what she's doing. Like, if she feel like it don't benefit her kid to play in this situation, she should be like, we don't want to play in that situation, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, it's it, it just respect, you know? And so, yep. I really, really, I really, 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 like, enjoy talking to her sometimes. And like, even like, um understanding how she moved, like, you know, even with the tip classic, she, she called me on the freeway with Benny, and she's like, all right, we just want to make sure we get somebody." this. I said, Miss, Miss Sissy, I totally understand, so, you know, I, I kind of feel bad because they, they are anomalies, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. next year, I mean, this year coming up, man, they're going to be playing in the top show, top show. A, I
1: they're can't cool. wait, man. They're, I'm yeah,
2: salivating. They're going to be playing in the top show. Yeah, top show, like, they're going to be playing against the, the top of the top, top
1: like period what's crazy um, I went to Cameron Boozer Twitter. Twitter how many times he has tweeted how many? zero, zero. You,
2: know how many, uh, you know how many Instagram posts you got?
1: he put out himself or somebody put out four
2: he put out himself
1: oh he probably got zero on there too no he got like 25 25,
2: 25 okay
1: 26. he got 25 okay he got
2: some Yeah, but he go the fan, though. So we were talking about it today. And when, when we talked about how he shot the ball and it didn't hit no rim, somebody said, I guarantee you, you don't got no Twitter or no uh, no Instagram. I said, yeah, he got one by 26 posts on it, but he ain't on an everyday posting. You can tell what they doing. And that's the difference in them being the way they are at, at, at 15. And most kids not being at that level at 15.
1: Yep. Before we get out, I got to talk about, I have to talk about this. Not the game itself. I want to talk about another part of his game. That's Ace Bailey. The defensive job he he did on Sam Walters that going to Alabama. He hey, neutralized man. him. She Sam looked good, Coach. Yeah, he he got off. He he a big time player. He a big time player is not gonna be shut down. But that's the that's the big thing in them winning the game because he yeah. would if he didn't get on him, there would have been a long night.
2: Yeah, I mean Sam still played well. Like to me, Sam um, Sam played well. But a you know Ace is Ace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody love what Ace does. You know what I mean, I think Ace could be even better if his team trusted him a little more or wasn't as selfish in certain situations. I feel like sometimes they they, they shut him out because of he is Ace, baby. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they want to get his with him. Just, yeah, and so with me just me taking observations, man, I look at the situation, sometimes I feel like um, he'll pass them the ball, but they, they kind of look reluctant to pass him the ball, you know what I'm saying? They look and dead so, yeah, sometimes, and, and and I think they're better. They was a better team yesterday than i had seen previously in the last two games.
1: Yeah, they're getting better. So
2: they getting real, they getting better, and it's gonna get scary as they continue to grow and treat, continue to bring their team together. I know they're gonna be real scary when it comes down to fight now.
1: Yes, sir. Man, let's get these let's get these uh, close remarks in from this tournament we just went to battle in the peach.
2: Well, you know, my closing remarks is this, man. I think double trouble, uh, Mike and Charles did a great job putting on this event. It had everything from I entertainment mean, to, uh, you know, you know, good basketball to, you know, crowd participation to giveaways. Um, and it kind of made you feel like you're a part of something special, man. So I think Mike and Charles did a great job of doing that. Um, the 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 game that was advertised to be a great game was just that. It was a great game. Wheeler did a great job on um you know, playing against um against Columbus. Wheeler did a great job playing against Columbus. And they 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 had a better team in Georgia by far. But, you know, also Columbus did a great job uh just overall playing against Wheeler, but It was just a good game. Up in halftime, we was up probably about five points. Um, you know, obviously they lost by three at the end of the game, but it was greatly advertised and it was even better to see that game in person. Um, you know, I would say if they definitely both, both teams are part, both teams are top five teams. No, top 10 teams. Both teams are top 10 teams nationally, if you ask me. Um, and if both teams should be followed. I think both good teams should be followed throughout the year and we'll do special things when it comes down to
1: just the overall tournament play. Yeah, I almost I agree. I know when it's a good tournament, when I'm frustrated. I got so much content and so much to do and I know won't get it all out. And seeing so much good stuff, that's when I know somebody put on a good event where you got like, man, you got clips left over and they good clips because you're going on to the next yeah. event. Pack house for the right games. You always know when you got back house, you got media, and then you even had one of my favorite all time Georgia basketball players to this day. It's going to be on the show before you go back overseas, Ryan Harrell, He was in the house watching the game, checking in and seeing what's going on in Atlanta. And I was talking to him, I talked to him for a good 20 minutes, and uh, what he told me, I kind of, because I, I, I've been around Ryan a lot, so I didn't want to put words in my mouth, but I told CJ Brown, because I told him, you remind me of him. I said, Ryan's back in town, and I think I could get you up with him, meet him, man. I think he'll mentor you and help you out because he's a professional basketball player and he's been down this path already. As soon as I could get it out of my mouth to Ryan, he cut me off and said, Man, I've been wanting to mentor some of these kids, man. Yeah, plug me in with him, man. I like to help him out with his gang i like, man, that's what's up Throwing, giving back, that's what I like to hear these guys, not too big for the game, and they come back and want to give out uh, give back what they have was people giving to them
2: Right Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know, even you know, I met April Sykes she's a uh, female uh, bat, professional basketball player claiming in WNBA and, um, and she was just saying how much, uh, she like giving back and training some of these kids. And, um, and she don't really be thinking about no clout or no money or none of that. She just like to give back because, you know, she, at one point she was the number one player in the country and she know what these kids are going through mentally. She know what these kids are going through physically and a lot of people don't. You know what I mean? Yep. My biggest, my biggest bet peeve with, um, you know, publications, mainly those, you know, who do rankings and uh evaluation is a lot of them never played ball before, especially not on a high level. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and they they're out here evaluating kids and they don't even know the first thing to look for. It. They think a dunk is something good. So they get enamored with Stanley Johnson because he can dunk the ball. And they don't know his mentality. They don't know what translate. They don't know a lot of stuff. So I think it's important for guys like me who play the ball play basketball on a very high level to be able to evaluate and look at these kids now you might not like what I have to say because I am depth in depth with what I see and what I feel and what I think but I'm going to tell you the truth I can't I ain't going to lie to you I'm going to tell you the truth and I think that's the difference between a fan that's becoming an evaluator and a basketball player that's becoming an evaluator
1: you can tell how they cover the game they're a fan yeah you can tell
2: yeah yep yeah. They get that
1: somebody dunking they just love it they, love it. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, they don't see how the dunk on the other end what cause the dunk they don't even see that
2: no they just like the man that jump so high like you know what i mean like uh i forgot that dude name that i think the name was shack something but Johnson, shack johnson something like that something yeah, 747. Man, it, it, no, he played play here in Atlanta. Yeah, 747. you know, talking
1: about 747. That's mm-hmm. our nickname was 747. How he, a big plane man. going through the damn air. <laughs> man, he,
2: man, me just in love with this dude. This dude was jumping out the building, uh, just dunk on you, everything. But it's like, what else can you do? You know what I mean? Like, I know what I'm going to get from from your him. But with with Bull, man, Bull bring, Big Bull bring the ball down. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Big bull running six, backdoor cuts, and, and, and giving the ball to the backdoor cut. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that it's a lot that goes into it, mainly mentality because you can't, you can't gauge somebody mentality on what's on the floor and how they approach it. And I told somebody this the other day. I can get somebody in a workout and they look like a pro, Division one pro, and then they get in the game and you add the organization to it. And they can't even make three shots. Yep. And the difference is, is that the mentality and how they approach the game and what's going through their head. How you going to evaluate that?
1: Yep. Structurally, they can't handle it. All right, I was going to right. get up out of here, man. All
2: right, man. Well, appreciate you, man. Uh, be sure to get that to me uh, again. This is on all platforms. This is on iTunes, Spotify, all your uh, where you get your podcast set, Be sure to. Download Life in the Ball. You know what I mean? You got hip hop and you got Jerome. Muba hustlers, man, we're taking over, man.
1: Hey, I ain't got to say no more. He <laughs> dropped as a mic drop. If I had the sound effect for a mic drop, I'll just drop the mic and just turn off everything.
2: <laughs> All right, hip hop, man. We'll be in contact, man. We got something. Let us know what we're coming up next, man. But shout out to the Battle in the Peach, man. We appreciate y'all for having us.
1: Peace. All right. Peace.